Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Hello and welcome to the Art of Decluttering podcast. We're so glad that you've tuned into our little potty today. I'm Amy Ravel. And I'm Kirsty Ferugia. We are both professional organisers and co-owners of the business of the same name as the podcast, The Art of Decluttering. Funny about that. <laughs> Kirst, I need to start with a very important question. Mm, hit me up, my friend. What was your Wordle score today? I have, I played it three days and then went, no, I am not, No, I'm not doing this. I I've don't got think too we much. could be friends. It takes That's all fine. of like 15 seconds. If you can figure it out. Maybe, maybe for those of us that are like super intelligent, it doesn't take very long. <laughs> yeah. And I just thought, you know what? I have got that much. I want to be productive in other areas. Right. Radio. So for the rest of you that care, today my wordle score today is the eleven. The eleven you got two out of six. That's why you're wanting to brag. About no, 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 no. I've never had a two yet. Ah. No, I've today I've got three. Threes and fours are my go-to. But today mm-hmm. was a really awesome one because I had no greens at all until I guessed the actual word. Mm, excellent. I know, and I was pretty excited. But uh, yeah. I just wanted to talk Wordle, but since... Well, what's the word? Because this is going to be a couple of hours, uh, weeks later. Oh, so it's not today it was ulcer. Oh. Yeah. So I guessed, let me tell you what I guessed. Let me tell you how it worked for me today. I guessed touch, then I guessed Cupid, and then I guessed ulcer, and I got it on number three. Excellent. Yep. Pretty proud of myself well, then on you that. Would have had you would have had a green on the Cupid. No, that, that's oh, a yellow. orange or what, yellow, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, So I had the had U one. and the C yeah. from the first two, but they were always in the wrong spot. Mm. Anyway, let us know how you're going on your Wordle or if you're like Kirsty and you've decluttered it from your life. I definitely, definitely decluttered it. <laughs> <laughs> we are tackling a topic today that is an economic behavioural theory Neither of us are economists or behavioural theorists, so we're going to give it a bell, we're going to give it a go, and we're just going to see how we go. We're talking about loss aversion theory. Hit us up with a definition of that, my friend. All right, I'm just going to give you the Wikipedia one, and then we are going to talk about it in regards to decluttering and organising and intentional living. So Wikipedia says, loss aversion is the tendency to prefer avoiding losses than to acquiring equivalent gains. So it's a it's an economic principle. So let's talk about what loss aversion theory looks like in a practical term. So if I was to give you five dollars, Kirst, you'd be like, mm-hmm. "Awesome, 
Amy gave me five bucks. But if I was to walk up to you and take five dollars out of your wallet, oh, cruel, cruel world, why would she take five dollars from me? And that's the difference in loss aversion theory is that it's fine and exciting to get something, but you feel more than a disproportionate loss when you lose something. Mm. Yep. So let's turn to decluttering and how this loss aversion theory relates to decluttering Mm -hmm. and why decluttering can be really hard. (laughs) Here's an example, right? So let's go with loss aversion and compare these two things. So you're going to feel, let's say, a six out of 10 level of excitement that you got a new dress. But when you declutter a dress that you already own, you feel more than a six out of 10 level of grief. And so it costs you more emotionally and it drives you more to try and keep that which you already own than acquiring new things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. Great. Is there <laughs> another way you can describe it for anyone that hasn't yet got it? Because it's not an easy principle, but once you understand it, you can really understand yourself when you're decluttering going, why is this so hard? When I bought this thing, I didn't even care this much. Yeah. And I think that that when we say things like, uh, do you need this dress? Um, if you decide in six months later, oh, here's a good example of it. Okay. You're holding on to clothes that you are too small for you because you've put on COVID kilos. And we say, well, why don't you just let go of those clothes? And if you get back down to that size, just go out and buy new clothes in that size. It is really hard for you to let go of those clothes because you already own them. You already know that they once did fit and you're really hoping to get back down to that Mm -hmm. size. And so your loss of those clothes a lot of the time outweighs the shame that those clothes might be, mm-hmm. you may be feeling about those clothes. Now, we don't want you to feel shame in any way, shape or form for anything, but we can often feel shame when we're holding on to clothes that are too small for us um, and we're waiting. So every day we look at those clothes and just heap shame on ourselves for eating the chocolate biscuit, the chocolate <laughs> digestive or having the ice cream last night instead of working towards what the goal is to get back down to that size clothes. Mm-hmm. I heard this described really well. I think I, it was in a podcast or a book or something described this week where it was talking about using loss aversion theory for rewarding children's chores. Mm. So it was saying that if you give a child $5 at the start of the week and say, here's the chores that you need to do and providing that you do the chores you can keep the money or here's a list of chores and once they're all done, I will give you $5 at the end of the week. They are way more likely to do their chores if you already give them the $5. So if you give them the $5, their pain from losing it will be higher than their pleasure from gaining it at the end of the week. So if you picture a bar graph, you know, bar graphs where it's just like the line and then like a little tower, the pain from loss, so one of the towers is pain from loss and one of them towers is, say, pleasure from gain you will have a much higher pain from loss than pleasure from gain. So Mm. you kind of need to use this to your own advantage. Like you need to hack your own economic mindset of how do I capitalize on the fact that I know this is going to hurt more to lose than the pleasure I got from gaining it. Mm. And 
So we want to encourage you to be really mindful about what you bring into the home because when you buy things that you think you need, yeah, you get that hit of euphoria. What else is it? What Cortisol. Yeah. What what other chemical reactions? Oh, look, we we're have? talking economics. You can't also expect know, me to be I a chemist. Know. Okay, so we get a hit, <laughs> an endorphin hit of, yay, I brought a new dress or yay, I brought a Thermomix. And it's really exciting for you. But we want you to be really mindful in that um, because this loss aversion theory says that when it comes to decluttering that item, when you realize that it actually has never served you or it no longer serves you, um, then that pain is going to be greater mm-hmm. than the endorphin hit you got at the purchase at the intake side of things. I've actually got a great example of that, Kirst, of how it is working its way out in my life at the moment. (laughs) So I was trying to find a new solution for my office. I kind of felt like things were getting a bit cluttered and needed a new storage solution. And I went to Kmart and I bought one of those rolling trolleys. So the idea was that all my stationery, all my desk things, including all cords, would sit in this trolley and it would just roll under my desk so you wouldn't be able to see it. And we went to Kmart, I found what I wanted online and it was only $49. And I bought it home and I had mismeasured and it didn't actually fit under my desk. Mm. So I got it and I was excited when I got it. It cost only $49. When I got it home and I realised it didn't fit, I was like, I have wasted $49. (laughs) (laughs) And it is still sitting completely unused like nine days later at the foot of my desk because I don't know what to do with it because I've spent $49 on it. I can't just waste it. Whereas when I bought it, it was only $49. (laughs) And so I got, you know, five out of 10 joy for buying it and I'm experiencing 10 out of 10 pain for potentially losing it. Yes. And we hear this all the time and that's why we hear it in, but I spent good money on it. I can't get rid of it. And, uh, but I really want to use it. So I can't get rid of it. Like Mm -hmm. we hear the outcomes of loss aversion theory every single day that we're in people's homes. Mm -hmm. So you are not alone. You are absolutely not alone. And we want to acknowledge that it can be really painful to let go of things. And I was talking to a client yesterday saying, this can be hard today, but it might be easier in a couple more weeks. You might get on a roll. Mm. It might, you will gain momentum. And I, If you're like many, many of our other clients, in another couple of weeks, you'll be making really, really quick decisions. Now, she was already making some fairly quick decisions. You know, Amy, when you see a client hesitating, we were doing her wardrobe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when they're like, "Mm," and I just automatically put it in the to-go pile. (laughs) She was, and then there was not, I don't think, I can't think of a time where she was like, oh, no. No, 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 no. Pick it back up, Kirsty. Yeah. I've made the wrong we decision. We become pretty good at reading your facial and body expressions. <laughs> and I was so much so that I would pick 
a item of clothing out of her wardrobe and I knew to that I shouldn't have even pulled out to question because I knew she was going to say yes to yeah, it. Yeah, because you know their colour and style and cut. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and like um, our other staff member was like, wow, you know, like – how are you doing that? Like, or she was like astounded that because every time she said yes, I was like, I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. I don't know why you're bothering. And um, and our other staff member was like, oh, you've got a really good sixth sense. And I was like, you'll get it too. <laughs> yeah, that's it's right. Coming. It comes with time. It's coming. <laughs> Do you know what? I reckon we see this loss aversion theory play out probably in the most frustrating way for our clients is when they decide they're going to try and sell things. Mm -hmm. So if you think about loss aversion theory with selling items, you are going to think it's worth more than the person who's buying it because you're losing the item. So you think it's worth, say, $50, (laughs) but the person buying it, they're not going to get as much pleasure as you are going to feel pain. So they're thinking it's worth $20. And this is like one of the biggest things that holds people back when it comes to online selling is that they value their own items that they're about to lose much higher than the person who's purchasing values it as the acquirer. And so when you are selling items online, it's not a personal offense when people offer you less money than you have advertised it for. It is purely, it's a theory, it's a loss aversion theory, it's an economic principle. And that's why you're getting frustrated with people lowballing you But other people are looking at it and thinking, why do they think it would be worth that much? Like I could almost buy it new for that amount. And that's just because you're swayed and biased by this theory. Mm. I think that, um, yeah, it's really good to remember this, like as you're decluttering, like when you're feeling that, you know, sometimes physical pain, but often like emotional or financial, like, like you're getting torn up about, Mm -hmm. you know, letting go of something that, you know, it just isn't serving you in your home, um, or in your life, but it's really hard to let go of. Mm -hmm. Um, remember that this is the reason why, because you've placed a lot more value on it because you already own it. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's a whole lot easier for other people to come in and help you make decisions. Cause I've, I did not pay $49 for a trolley. Mm -hmm. And so I think that I can see that it would absolutely serve Amy to just put that on Facebook marketplace, put it out on her curb and let somebody Mm -hmm. walking past, take it from her. Um, and that's why sometimes it is really helpful to have somebody else along your journey who is not at all financially involved in the decisions. Because, you know, when you turn to your partner or you've made a decision about something and your partner's like, ah, no, you spent $49 on that. <laughs> you can't let go of it, even though that you had already made a decision that it's no longer serving you. Mm-hmm. And then you have to fight like, your own, like you've already overcome that in yourself and then you have to like try and help them to overcome that loss aversion as well, which can be tricky and trickier for some people than others. Mm, yeah. And I think it's something that once you're aware of, you can counteract its influence on you by playing tricks with your mind. Like if I was to say to you, once we've decluttered this room, you will gain 15 minutes a week of time back or 15 minutes a day of time back 
versus if you keep the room this way, you're going to lose an additional 15 minutes a day. You're much more likely to try not to lose the 15 minutes than you are to try and gain the 15 minutes. And maybe, Kirst, that's something you know we need to talk more about to our team members and helping frame, here's what you will lose if we don't do this, rather than here's what you're going to gain, because people don't work as hard for the what I'm going to gain as they work for the so I don't lose it. Mm. Yeah, I'm full of the, all the different types of examples here. No, but, keep them. You know, keep. I think that, keep spinning them out, my friend. Keep I hope spinning that them as out. we do it, because it is a complicated theory to understand the workings of. I really do hope that it will kind of spark something in people's minds. I don't expect that this will be, you know, oh my goodness, this changed my life. But if it just makes you think a little bit differently or ask some different questions, it can mean a lot. So when you're decluttering with kids. You can say to them, like, here's all the gains. You're going to help somebody who doesn't have as much as you. You're going to be able to sleep better. But if you talk about the losses in, but we might miss a birthday party invite because it's also messy in here, or you're going to lose the toys that you love the most, or the cat's going to wee on your favorite teddy if you keep putting it in that spot. You actually talk to them about the losses, even though the gains are equally relevant and important you're more likely to enact change in someone when you bring to mind, here's how we're going to avoid loss. Mm-hmm. And it's so challenging too, because we always try to be positive, like and mm-hmm. I'm thinking about it from, you know, a professional organizer's point of view, we are always like, here's all the positives. Yep. So we always go to the, like, think of the time that you're going to save and think of the space that you're going to create and think of all the other things that you might be able to do with your time. Mm-hmm. Um, because we are, you know, we do want to, we don't want people to live in fear no. and loss aversion theory praise to the fear mm-hmm. in all of us like it and you know we're human beings we're complicated we can have pain and joy all in the, at the same time so yeah. <laughs> um yeah we're holistic beings but it is really challenging you know it's challenging to speak to fear when we're hope bringers like mm-hmm. yeah we want to be hope bringers for people we want to we want to elicit that in you, our listeners, and when we will come into people's homes. You know, that's what I said to our client yesterday. I was like, we're hope bringers. We're here to to bring hope to you yeah. and to encourage that hope to well up within yourself about how this house could look. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Kess, have we done an episode on the endowment effect? Yes, I feel like I know we talk about it in the Head, Heart and Home decluttering course. But even if we have, I just want to, and maybe Kirst, it is a whole episode on its own, but I just want to, because these two theories are really closely related, um, but the endowment effect is that you, you hold more closely to something that you own than something you don't own. So you'll go to more effort to keep something 
than you will to acquire something. Um, but maybe we'll do a whole episode on that. I have another example, Kirst, of how loss aversion theory plays out. And this time it's in terms of money, but I think it comes into play when we're talking about our clutter as well, because it's often about the financial value. Mm. I found a study that people got given the option, either you're going to lose $20 or you can gamble $50 on a 50-50 outcome. And 69% of people chose to gamble the $50 on a 50-50 outcome. So knowing that they had a 50% chance of losing more, they were still prepared to go for the the gamble than lose $20 straight up. So, you know, our our natural inclination to just move away from loss is huge. Mm. Yeah. You know, I was even with a client the other day and they didn't want to get rid of uh, baby items that were 11 years past their use <laughs> um, because of how much money they'd paid for it. Yeah. And they were really hesitant, hesitant to let go of it. Um, they were open to the idea of passing it on, but only to somebody who knew them. And <laughs> yeah. we were trying Had to, to encourage find the them. perfect time. Yeah, and we were trying to encourage them that it was a car seat um, and I was like, is it even in news by date? Like we spoke about a couple of weeks ago in the 100 Things to Declutter series. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, I'm, I'm not sure if it's within the use by date and his, this person was like very adamant that they paid a lot of money for it so it could never go out of out of date Mm -hmm. and yeah I think that we do you know that endowment effect and the loss aversion theory like money plays such a strong part in decluttering and our mindset and our money mindset when it comes to to um, our possessions so we just I think my biggest hope for you our dear declutterers is that you would be really mindful and intentional about what you bring into your home so yeah. that you avoid any like any unnecessary loss because <laughs> <laughs> if you never needed it in the first place then you don't have to lose it if it's not exactly. brought into your home it's not ever going to get lost from you yeah um so yeah just and to be really intentional I think as too as people place higher value on things like time, freedom, flexibility, intentionalism, you will fight to not lose those more than you will fight to not lose the car seat, the crockery set, the dress that doesn't fit. And so mm-hmm. I think really like I think you and I and um, a lot of the people we work with have actually moved to the point where the higher value item that we will fight tooth and nail for is a weekend free is a clutter-free home, is not having to spend hours tidying up every day. And so if you can switch and actually get to that point, what also I think is really cool is loss aversion theory also means that once you have a decluttered home and it's beautiful and it's organized and it's ordered, you're going to fight to keep that. Mm. And I want to remind you that if you have worked hard to get there, it's worth the effort and the time that it takes to keep it in that place because the joy it will bring you is much more than if you have to re-get back to that place again another time. 
Yeah. Oh, big concepts and I know. big encouragement today. It's really <laughs> hard describing big concepts. Yeah, maybe this isn't a big concept for everybody. <laughs> no, but we're trying to simplify it and that's, I think, what the difficult thing is. It's like how do we simplify this? Yeah, and not get it conflated with other issues. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, I'll tell you what is simple is this beautiful review that we received from BDMC on Apple Podcasts only a couple of days ago. Um, it's a five-star review titled Best Podcast. Thank you very much. They say, I started 2022 listening to the 100 Things to Declutter today. I'm now working my way back through all of the old episodes. I clean houses for a living and I found listening to you both while I work gives me the motivation and the tips to not only help in my own life, but for others as well. I've been telling my clients to look for your Facebook page and podcasts. Thank you so much. We are loving it when you guys find us and then tell others about us because that's the best way. For people to find a new podcast. Yeah, a hundred percent. I love getting recommendations for podcasts from my friends. No, and, me too. and I you know, it's so much so that I um rang our podcast, um, can the person who we're connected with at our hosting company, ACAST, and was like telling her about some podcasts that she should try and get <laughs> into our family. <laughs> And she was all like, oh, no, I, I definitely will listen to it, Kirsty, because I was like, oh, it may not be your cup of tea. And she's like, but it's your cup of tea. And so I'll listen oh, because I trust nice. your I trust your judgment on things. <laughs> and I was like, oh, thanks, Jordy. That's really <laughs> sweet. Maybe next week we could um, come prepared with a couple, maybe just one or two recommendations of podcasts that we're loving. Oh, well, no, let's do it now. Oh, OK. No time to think. All right. On the spot. You go first then. A country podcast. Ooh. Ooh, I haven't it, listened to that. Did like, you, is it a country practice? Yes. Did oh. you grow up watching a country practice? I grew up, because I'm the eldest, I grew up being allowed to stay up late on a Monday yeah. and Tuesday night because they oh were the gosh, nights. Oh, my gosh, Amy, you're going to love it. It's, it is a brilliant <laughs> podcast. So, dear listeners, let me give you the preface. So, sorry for all those of you who did not grow up in Australia during the 80s. In the 90s because oh my gosh, you have no idea yeah so the premise is such an awesome premise what they do is they go and watch two episodes because the you know the, that week's episode and then they do a social or a health issue that was brought up so it may be autism it may be um glue sniffing it may be um divorce oh and then they go and do well what was happening what was it like in 1985 for this issue and what has changed in the intervening 40 years? Oh. It is awesome. Okay. And How many episodes also, do I have to binge on? That's what I want oh to know. Let me have gosh, a look. Oh, my it's so 39 good. 39 to catch up on. And then Valley, here also, I come. Yeah. <laughs> they also do like um, they review – a writer or an actor or a producer or somebody oh connected to the show and they talk about what they did before a country practice and what they've done since a country practice and they do fashions of the field for the for the television show like who wore the best outfit it is the best podcast I love 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 and so much so that I went and saw Melanie Tate one of the um one of the hosts mm. she is uh 
um, playwright and I went and saw her play a couple of months ago. It's so good. Like, oh my gosh, I love them. And they're journalists. They're both journalists and, and Mel, Melanie is a playwright as well. So it's so good. I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. I'm going to rep- recommend an episode of a podcast. So the podcast is called Better Than Yesterday. It's Osher Gunsberg's podcast and I love what he brings and shares. He did a really interesting interview probably it was two or three weeks ago now, with Johan Hari, who's written the book Stolen Focus. Um, I also listened to a No Filter episode where Mia Friedman interviews him and I'm desperate to get the book. I'm just going to finish the books I'm reading at the moment. But there's a couple of episodes from two of my favourite potties. So what's Stolen Focus about? Um, it's about our inability to focus for long periods of time anymore and how do we hack that back and what's taken that away in our culture. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, what else? I'm, I've got my favourites. I'm a real favourites person. Like I listen to The Squiz every morning. I listen to Better Than Yesterday. I listen to Mamma Mia Out Loud. I listen to Conversations every night. I listen to Julie Gillard. I listen to the Stuff You Should Know podcast. That's probably my favourite podcast at the moment. Um, they have like a bajillion episodes. I'm going to tell you how many, but they're awesome because you can listen to them independently and they're discrete episodes. They've done... 1864 episodes cursed (laughs) how cool is that Mm. I just am so amazed at your capacity to listen to so much I cannot do more than one thing at once so I the no that's not entirely true I can listen to a podcast and drive but I can't listen to a podcast and work oh no me neither that's way that's a whole nother level and I just don't have, like, there's so many podcasts, like Two Peas in a Podcast is one of my faves and I haven't listened to it for ages because I haven't been in the car. Yeah, it's hard when we're all working from home and not driving around. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. So many go. good podcasts out there. Maybe jump onto our Facebook page and tell us what your favourite podcast is. And then I'm sure with 43,000 people in our group, there's plenty of them that haven't even heard of our podcast. Mm. So come over there, get them their straps on and say, you need to listen to the Out of Decluttering podcast <laughs> and learn about loss evasion theory, aversion, it's not even invasion, loss aversion <laughs> theory and how poorly the girls did at describing it. <laughs> we hope you have a beautiful week and we can't wait to be in your ears, beautiful declutterers, next week. Oh, and Kest, as a PS at the end of this episode, oh, yes. Guys, don't forget to come and join our Head, Heart and Home course. We have started our live round. We are so excited about all of you who have joined. Um, So it's not too late. It's never too late because it's a self-paced course and you can still catch most of the live coaching calls. So come and join us. Jump onto our website, theartofdecluttering.com.au slash course. Um, You definitely don't want to miss this opportunity. Have a good week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us. If you've learned something awesome today, we'd love you to leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook so others can find our podcast too. Don't forget you can see the show notes in your podcast app or over at our website, artofdecluttering.com.au. So if there's anything you want more info on, check it out there. If you'd like to join our supporter community, you can do so over at patreon.com slash decluttering. We hope you have a great rest of your day and enjoy the freedom. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.